Behind every song is a voice, and every voice is a story. The journeys behind the voices brings life to the music that shapes each of us. Welcome to Behind the Tunes. I am your host, Austin Black. Together, we will explore those journeys, the journeys behind the artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Our guest today is Ryan Payne from the band Attaboy. A unique journey to becoming the lead singer of Attaboy, the challenge of writing together as a full band, and how an on-tour prank gave them the opportunity to meet a very understanding police officer. This is Behind the Tunes. Today with Ryan Payne of the band Attaboy, attaboyonline.com. Ryan, thanks so much for hanging out with us today, man. Yeah, thanks for having us. Now, I got to ask you one thing before we dive in. I was doing some reading up, and, and it says that you have a nickname, Floppy the Groundhog. Where, where did Floppy the Groundhog come from? You know, I'm grateful that it's not really an ongoing nickname. It's more one that I got in middle school. Um, maybe, like middle school was, was when it came up. I was playing on the soccer team, and I guess I just had a habit of uh, I, I really enjoyed slide tackling people, <laughs> or I'd be diving for balls or jumping after them or tripping, and I was, I was on the ground a lot. And so <laughs> one of my teammates, because I was – flopping on the ground all the time uh, trying to get the ball he said man Payne you're you know you're like floppy the groundhog and and that's what it was for a little while well with any luck with this show we'll we'll bring that one back to life maybe stick it with you for, much, for a little while oh longer. sure uh so, so soccer yeah, yeah was that your was that your sport kind of growing up I uh, I mean I tried some other sports um I uh I, I tried baseball when I was when I was little first and second grade I think my eyesight was bad, we discovered, but that was enough to, you know, like I, I didn't get to hit the ball very much and I, you know, I wasn't that good. So that was done. I tried soccer a little bit in elementary school and it was fine. I tried basketball in elementary school and I was terrible. Um, so, so soccer is the only, I guess, organized sport that I did, you know, in high school. Uh, I tend toward being more of like a gym class hero type, like give me a pickup sport. I'm scrappy enough to, to be involved, but not not going to be the best on the court, you know, um, or I'll take those obscure sports like tetherball and, and racquetball. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It made me ask laugh. Listen to your kind of, you talking about, yeah, I tried this sport and that sport. And cause I, I, I was the same way. I played basketball and I was terrible at it. Um, soccer was kind of mine too throughout, uh, high school. Yeah. And, uh, and I played baseball up to like fifth grade when fourth, fifth grade, when the the other players began to pitch to you, you know, when I transferred out of like like coach pitch, and I remember my first game, I got hit, and it dawned on me, wait a minute, that dude's my age, and he's throwing it as hard as he can at me, and he has no idea where it's going. Yep. I'm out. I'm done with this. I'm not getting involved with this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I left baseball. Yeah, by. you know, I tell you what, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like different members of the band have had different sports experience. Like Jeff, uh, Jeff is the most sports enthusiastic of the band and he played college soccer um so he played a lot older than we did 
Um, but Christian had a similar experience with baseball when he was younger in elementary school, similar thing. Uh, the thing that got him out of it was whenever he was up against a, a, you know, a kid pitcher and he heard that kid's mom yell, kill him to her son who was pitching. And Christian was like, I don't need this in my life. And he was done. Um, so, <laughs> so he was out and, and Melanie's done other sports like, like skiing and snowboarding, rock climbing, that kind of stuff. So we've all kind of dabbled in sports, but uh, none of us are what, what I would call you know, your typical athlete, except for Jeff. I got you. Yeah, kill him. I think it ain't that serious. Let me out of here. I'm done. I'm done with this. Seriously. Now, <laughs> now I saw you guys yep. um, at at the We Love Christian Music Awards, this done by newreleasetoday.com mm-hmm. at Visible Music College in Memphis, Tennessee. And man, I fell in love with the energy you guys play with. Has that always kind of been a staple of Attaboy, or or is it something kind of that you grew into because you guys got it? Yeah. So I'm. I'll say this. I am a like level three of lead singers for Attaboy. I'm the third one. Uh, so <laughs> I I am riding the the coattails of of the guys who slogged it out to make it even possible for me to be here, and I'm super grateful for that. Um, but I'll say that based on what I've heard and what I've seen, and, and I saw Attaboy play before I was in the band, um, but they have always been a high-energy band. Um, I, I think one of the things that was, was kind of kind of a thing, uh, and, and it's continued to be um, that uh, kind of just a, a motto or slogan or kind of philosophy for us is, you know, we we try to be excellent in what we do musicianship-wise and, and singing and so on, um, but we're like, hey, even if we're not the best on our instruments, we are going to be fun mm-hmm. in concert. Uh, and so I, I really think that has um, been a part of the longevity of, of Attaboy. Um, just, it's a fun show. Like, wherever we play, we try to be a, as fun as we can um, so that we are engaging the audience. And You know, it's I say this in our live concert. I'm like, we're not here to just do a show for you. We're here to do a show with you. So mm. we're constantly trying to incorporate the audience into the show and, and engage them uh, so that at the end of the day, if nothing else, uh, we can we try to guarantee that you will have fun. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that something sometimes even is um, a Christian band, um, I think we take ourselves too serious sometimes is that one of the greatest things we can do is just enjoy the gifts that God has given us, enjoy the time we have together, and yes, like we don't have to shy away from this whole. And I get it, shy away from there. And there's moments and times so don't we don't want to run too far with that. But there's there's this idea of like we can put on a show and like to have a show together and just enjoy, just enjoy these gifts that God has given us. And I love that man. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I'll say this. We um well, well two things on that we. Um, we do not shy away uh, from our faith or serious moments in our concerts. Like they, they are a, a part of our, of our concert that we, that we don't like missing out on. Uh, and so we, we want to have fun. We also know um, we, we've kind of learned that if you can get people laughing, you can also get them to take you seriously whenever you turn the corner. Uh, and so, so we try to, we try to help people have fun and laugh and, and come along with us so that, uh, in the end, we do have uh, a rapport with the audience that that gives us a little bit more of a um, a little bit more leverage in a sense to share something serious. 
uh, and, and something that we, you know, have really based our lives on. And so we get to share the hope that we have in Christ um, with, with people in our audience. And I think a huge part of that is precisely because we're helping them have, have fun. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been exciting to see all of that happen. And, and I'll add that on our latest record, we actually intentionally wrote one song that is like the only point of that, of the song is, is happiness and joy. Mm. Like we're going to have a blast. Um, and it is one, no joke, one of the funnest concerts we do in our concert. I have a blast every time and I'm totally out of breath at the end of the song <laughs> pretty much every time. So, uh, it, you know, we, we really do try to have that as part of it um, and, and embrace the seriousness of life um, whenever it's time for that, too. I love it. I love it, and and I think that's exact. We can we can have all of it. We can have all of it, and I love it. Again, we're with Ryan Payne of the band Attaboy. So you just said your your lead singer 3.0. So so how did you? Let, let's walk through this for a second. How long have you been with Attaboy? Sure. So I have been with Attaboy since 2014. Uh, so I just had my sixth anniversary with Attaboy, which is incredible. Um, and uh, Jeff, our guitarist. Mm-hmm. is the only original member of the band. He's actually been in the band since 2004. Um, oh, wow. So we, Attaboy's been going a while, and it's taken different... Yeah, we've, we've been going full-time touring since, I think, 2007. Um, and then uh, there have been different members over the years. Um, but we've, uh, we've really started, I think, hitting our uh, kind of stride and mission with the, with the iteration we have right now uh, in a pretty unique way. But um, our drummer joined up. Uh, unofficially a little bit before I joined the band and officially as I was getting into the band. And then uh, he married his, his now wife uh, and she is our bass player. So once they got married, uh, they went on their honeymoon and about two days after they got back from their honeymoon, we went on our first trip together and, and she was on bass. Uh, wow. So uh, it, it's been a really, just a really cool ride um, as, as a band now. Uh, for about six years, um, which still kind of blows my own mind, uh, let alone anybody else that thinks that's a long time for a band. So For yeah. sure, for sure. Wow, so 2004 is when the band starts. Uh, we're in 2020 now, so you've been around about six years. So how did yeah. you how did you come into the band? You said you knew them beforehand, or you, you'd sure, seen them yeah. before. Are y'all from the same area, I guess? Well, no, actually, we're, we're all from different states. Wow. Um, Je- Jeff, our, the original... Uh, the old, the um, the only original member. He is from Michigan, uh, but the band started at a college in Indiana. Um, our bass player Melanie is from Indiana, and she actually <laughs> this is amazing. Um, there's an age range in our band, and she actually saw Attaboy play uh, before they were Attaboy because they had a name before that, um, which was Hot. Sunday, by the way, which is kind of an inside joke. Um, but uh, she saw them play when she was in middle school, uh, saw Hot Sunday, and then years later ended up being in the band, which if you would have told either of anybody that that was going to be the case, everybody would have laughed because it, just, it just seems crazy. Um, but yeah, so she's from Indiana. Her husband, uh, Christian, our drummer, is from North Carolina. He was actually touring with another band and landed in Indi- Indiana and got connected to his, uh, his now wife. And then they both got connected to the band through a former member of Attaboy who was uh, working full-time at a church. Um, they got connected and, and kind of networked there and got recruited, basically, to, to be in the band. And then I was kind of a different anomaly. I'm from the state of Pennsylvania. 
Uh, I was leading a different band at the time, uh, and I had a drummer who uh, had, you know, finished his time with our band, and he eventually went out and joined Attaboy as their drummer, and in that time, uh, our bands got to play together uh, once mm. or twice. Um, so I had heard about Attaboy, and then we got to play a couple of shows together, and then years later, after my other band had disbanded and I thought my band career and band life was done, uh, Attaboy was looking for a new lead singer, and Jeff contacted me. I did not want to do it. I didn't think I was going back into band life. And after saying no initially, I was asked to reconsider by Jeff and a couple other people, and they're like, you, you know, you should, you should reconsider. And I eventually said yes and moved out of my house and moved out to uh, Indiana. And and that's where I went. And three days later, we did our first gig. So it was oh, wow. a very quick transition once once it all happened. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy but um, just a really really amazing ride for me personally, and I think for the band as a whole. Um, just looking back at how God has brought us all together to do the the mission and the work that we do now. That really is an unbelievable story. Just to see all those pieces moving together. Um, let me ask you this. When you, you said you were out of band life, what were you doing during that time? <laughs> uh, so I had uh, multiple multiple jobs. I did kind of a revolving door of seasonal positions of jobs that I just personally love. Uh, I'm, I'm a summer camp fanatic, so I've been a director and, and count, you know, camp counselor. Um, in, in that time, I also uh, I went to college to be a school teacher, so I was substitute teaching. I worked on a cruise ship. Um, oh, wow. as, a, as a youth staff, so taking care of kids, uh, which was an amazing job in its own right. Uh, but I kind of did a revolving door of those three jobs for about three years um, after my band had disbanded, uh, about three years or so of doing that. And, and it was in that time that, uh, you know, I was just trying to figure out where I needed to go in life and what I wanted and uh, what God had for me. And, and this opportunity came up and I, yeah, I genuinely thought, like, I've, I've already tried the band thing, been there, done that. I don't, I don't know that that's going to be my thing. And somehow God led me to re, reevaluate <laughs> and decide to say yes, and I have no regrets. It's been, it's been incredible. Wow. Again, we're with Ryan Payne of the band Attaboy. So do you think, you know, the band's been around since 2004. It's 2020. Do you think that longevity, even with like all these changes of lineup, has given you almost some staying power and some foundation just to continue to grow, um, I guess, the, the direction of the band? Yeah, I, um, it, it, it's quite a journey. And, and Attaboy, like I said, I'm riding the coattails of guys who really grounded out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, Jeff is just an incredible band leader and uh, has been kind of the heart and soul of, of keeping it going for all those years, along with anybody who was in the band at those times. Um, and, and Attaboy at one point was pursuing the, I would call it like the industry route, getting signed to a label and all that stuff. Um, and, and that didn't really work out. But what, uh, what ended up happening was that was around 2008 when, uh, you know, iTunes and everything was start, like uh, streaming was coming out and, you know, the industries were just struggling to know what was going on. Um, and, uh, and Attaboy didn't, you know, hadn't gotten caught up in that. And so it just kept going independently. Um, and, uh, and just kind of kept plugging away doing, uh, doing an extensive touring. Um, when, when I joined the band, uh, our mission, uh, it was really in transition and we had uh, decided to join a nonprofit called Stand for Truth. 
Um, and with joining them, our mission became going into public schools uh, to reach middle school and high school students with the gospel. Um, and the way we do that is by creating a, uh, a school assembly program fits in the character-based education realm. And by doing that, uh, that realm, it gives us a foot in the door to the schools. That's how we market ourselves to the schools. Uh, and then independently of that show, we just ask them if we can stick around and use their building for an evening outreach concert. Um, we invite the students back to it. They can bring their families and friends, and it's just a community event. We offer it for free. Um, and, and we have so many non-church kids come to that show because, you know, it's not in a church. It's not where they're intimidated to go. It's at their school. They go there all the time. Uh, and so they'll come back, and uh, we try to partner with local churches so that we can connect them to the local church after we're gone. Mm. Um, but we share the gospel with them then as a part of our, you know, high-energy, let's-have-a-blast concert. Um, and, have, and have found a really, um, a really cool response. Um, when we're when we're going into towns and, and just trying to give kids a good, fun, safe uh, concert that they may never have seen before. A lot of times we have students say like, "Man, I've never been to a show before. Never, this is my first concert." And and we love being that for them because we try to give them you know as high a quality of show as we can. Um, and and I'll say along with that, we um, we work with churches to um, you know to have them help support and fund what we do. Um, so that we can be doing this ministry in high schools and we're able to then kind of scholarship some schools in to help make our prices more affordable and so on. And all of that has worked together to take us in this unique direction um, that has also freed us up to just kind of write write music specifically for uh, like a non-church teenage audience um, that maybe doesn't get as much air, radio airplay um, as as other music does, but it's, it's reaching this kind of niche that we're with and makes the writing fun. Cause we're just kind of writing specifically and we're writing stuff that we like to write. And it just makes the, uh, makes the whole process like a, a unique angle to being in the music industry. That is, that is really just a fascinating road that I feel like we could, we could follow around for a really long time. Um, but we don't have time for that today. We, we, we got to come back to that another day. I want to follow up with some of that stuff. My goodness. Uh, here with Ryan sure. Payne of the band Attaboy. Um, Ryan, you guys, you've been on the road with them for six years. Of course, you've been on the road, I know, longer than that, even personally. Is there a crazy road story that kind of jumps out at you? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> goodness, I can think of one Jeff has told when they, uh, they got pulled over. Um, well, okay, let me rewind. They were bored because they're on the road for a long time. And one of the guys decided, I think he was driving, he had a straw, and he decided to just kind of uh, aim the straw at a passing truck and pretend to blow uh, like a spit wad at the truck. He didn't actually do it. He just pretended, you know, made the motion. And a few minutes later, there were, <laughs> there were lights and a siren behind them, and they got pulled over because that trucker had called in to say that they had a gun or a paintball gun or something aimed at them uh, and that they should be pulled over. So the cop pulls him over and he's like, he quickly was realizing that there was nothing wrong, but he still had to like, I, I think he still frisked them and they got, they got photo ops of getting frisked by a cop, like for this stuff that was not true um, that some disgruntled trucker just decided to call in on him. And uh, so that became uh, like a classic attaboy story um that just kind of has gone on um we've had uh you know we've, we've had breakdowns along the way um craziest story was 
I mean, we broke our trailer broke down. The uh, the axle was gone. We long story short, we had to drive an extra three hours to find parts that we could jury rig uh, a way to fix our axle just in time to drive 10 hours through the night to haul into a school um, in time to do a show. Um, so basically pulled an all-nighter after pulling an all-day fix-it on our trailer uh, in order to do three separate concerts in one day uh, and then drive on to another place that night. So uh, it, <laughs> it was crazy. We didn't have to cancel any shows, but we were all just, I mean, just dragging, just dog tired from trying to make it all happen. And uh, I mean, man, God's been faithful to protect us and provide for us along the way, um, and and give us these crazy, like, how did we even, how did that even happen? Stories, you know. Um, so we've we've learned to to kind of come up with our own fixits on the road, even though none of us are really mechanics. Um, but we just we try to make it to the shows that we have on the calendar. That's so, right. Yeah. Just, just trying to get through. I love asking that question because most people have no idea uh, what it's like to really yeah. be like a band or a musician that, that tours and travels around because uh, they see the lights yep. come on and the music's loud and it's awesome. It's like, oh, very cool. They don't see the, uh, let's, let's figure out how to get the axle on and drive 10 more hours to play yep. three shows. Love yeah, it. And, yep, and being, being a band at, you know, at kind of an, uh, a lower, I'll say a lower tier, like we're not the household name band. So when we haul into a place, we have our own production. Uh, but that also means that we're our own road crew. So we're, you know, set up could take about four hours. We do a, a 90 minute, you know, 75, 90 minute show. And then we have another hour to two hours of tear down and load out uh, for, for our shows. And then other, you know, in that same time, we may be doing two or three shows in one day. So uh, we invite people to join us uh, during teardown to see the non-glamorous side of band life. Um, but also, you know, we just recruit people and hang out with them as we tear down. So That's right. uh, yeah, there's definitely, the non-glamorous part, but we, we love the, we love performing, but we love the ministry opportunity it gives us. And, and that honestly is kind of the only thing that makes being on the road worth it. We want to take this moment to share Attaboy's song, Waking Up, off of their album entitled Wild. Then stick around for more behind the tunes as we discuss Ryan's musical influences, the challenge of writing together as a full band, and an all-time favorite place that he's visited that I've never heard of, but now I can't wait to go. But for now, enjoy Waking Up by Attaboy.
Attaboy, Ryan, who are your influences musically growing up? Yeah, so, man, personally, my my first influences were my parents. Uh, my dad is a musician. He was a, a youth and music pastor uh, for a number of years. Um, he's a fantastic piano player, can do all the orchestration. I do not have any of his real theor- theoretical knowledge. Uh, yeah. I kind of inherited the rock gene, so <laughs> I'm just more musically ignorant than his. But uh, but my dad, my dad definitely musically influenced my mom. She sings, and uh, between the two of them, and I, I have uh, some siblings, we did, um, you know, we would sing together as a family in church. Um, but I'm influenced by, more in high school, I started getting into some more, like, um, you know, just some Christian bands from, I'd say, my era. But uh, two of my favorites were, one band was called Down Here, mm. and another band was called Altogether Separate. Um, loved those two bands. They, I think they really influenced some of my my writing, um, but as a ba- uh, you know, with the band as a whole, goodness, our influences are so far ranging. Uh, you know, ranging from old school country and classic rock to '90s rock to uh, you know the the Christian uh, adult contemporary or even you know some of the Christian rock. Like I mean, just across the board, uh, trying to take in uh, you know all different styles and and, and genres, etc. So that um, yeah, so we're you know between the amongst the band we've got a pretty wide breadth and then we try to let those songs influence the the sounds that we use in our songs and uh, and, and try to emulate good writing as we write so with that in mind with with so many different influences so with Attaboy what's the songwriting process like yeah with Attaboy we um what we have learned with this particular lineup of the band because this has changed over the years but this particular lineup uh we found that our uh, writing style is uh, kind of listening to different songs that we might, you know, that we really like, um, or they have a vibe that we really, we really want to kind of emulate. We'll we'll kind of get those as reference songs and just try to try to think through, like, okay, what kind of songs do we need, or what kind of songs do we want for our live show? 
Um, what music, what sounds do we like? Uh, we let all of those kind of start coming in. Uh, and then individually, uh, we'll kind of just use, you know, I use GarageBand or, or different programs, and, and we'll just kind of start demoing out song structure ideas or sounds or chord progressions um, that, that might have that vibe that we're looking for for a song. Uh, and then what we do is we have, uh, we'll have what we call demo day, and we all bring to the table uh, the demos that we've individually been working on um, and kind of sift through those. And once we figure out a handful that we really want to run with, um, we'll then sit down and flesh those out. And then we sit down and start working on, like, the lyrics and melody um, for what we're going to put into these songs that we've already got the, the kind of foundation for musically. Um, and, and so I've... Uh, it's it's truly collaborative when it gets to that melody and lyric writing process. And we sit down with computers in front of us and uh, one page open to thesaurus.com and <laughs> start brainstorming. Okay, what kind of what kind of message do we want to have in this? And uh, on the on the funny side to me, in a way, or the challenging side, it's like, hey, we're sitting down with four of us to kind of purposefully sit down and argue so that we can come up with the best possible lines for songs that we can. Um, and so. For lyrics and melody, we'll, we'll sit down for, you know, 10 hours at a time just trying to hash them out and really just, just say what we need to say and say it the best way with the songs that we have. Um, and that eventually, you know, gets rounded out into the full song, and we, we try to demo it out completely, uh, and then we hire a producer uh, to help us, you know, get it done in the studio and, and, and elevate all those songs to something even uh, even better than what we came up with. So uh, it's a truly collaborative process for us. And and maybe a little backwards to what some people write. You know, a lot of people, my tendency is to write in the, oh, lyrics and melody first with some real basic chords and then add all the instrumentation afterwards. Um, but within Attaboy, the process is almost the opposite of that. Hey, let's put together some music and then put our lyrics and melody over top of that. So uh, a lot of different ways you can write music, but that's the one that has, has ended up working for us. And we've been pretty excited with, with the songs that we've been able to come up with that way. Yeah, again, that's really a fascinating direction to do things, and and you don't see again all the members of the band usually involved in in every aspect of the process. And you hit on this a little bit. Can that get yeah. a little challenging in the writing aspect? Because because I guess somebody's brought you have four different people who who maybe bring a, a, a foundation of the song, and so they may, they may have something in their minds already. But now everybody's kind of involved. Is that you got to kind of hammer that out sometimes? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll say this. Um, I I love that within our band, like we all have, and we all have each other's best interests at heart, and yeah. so like we have good relationships within the band. And I'm so grateful because there are bands that don't have that. Yeah. Uh, but we all get along actually as friends. We will hang out together outside of the band, and that's cool. Um, and I say that to say, uh, when we're doing, when we're hashing out lyrics, like there, it can get intense because we have opinions or, you know, like, Hey, this word just does not sound right here. I can't tell you why, but it just doesn't. And then three people are like, yeah, but it sounds fine or no, that's really good. And then, and then you feel voted or you feel like, um, man, they're, they're not getting what I'm trying to say here or, you know, and it can happen to any one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually it's just like, we just kind of plow through it. And if that means we spend an hour on one word, we have done it, um, and just to make just to make sure that you know everybody is heard, and we're all we're all trying to make sure that um, that we're we're creating the best uh, the best product that we can. Uh, and I will say too that the benefit of all that is is to me the whole iron sharpening iron concept from Proverbs, where like we have 
by the time we've settled on lyrics for the, for the songs we write, we filtered them through four different people who have different perspectives, different ideas. And, and if we've all like exhausted all of the options we can come up with, uh, many times when we present them to friends or, or other people to hear them, they'll say, have you thought about this? And most of the time we could say, yes, we did. We tried it. It didn't work or, or yeah, we, here's where we, here's why we went here. Um, so while it can get, uh, you know, we can have intense conversations about what's going on at the end of the day, we can celebrate that we've, you know, that we're truly trying to put out the best thing we possibly can. And that, and that happens by sharpening one another. Um, and, and kind of trusting the instincts of each other as we, as we continue to plow through the songs. Again, we're here with Ryan Payne of the band Attaboy. Ryan, and you can kind of put your hat on. You can be selfish for a moment, or you can think for the band as a whole, all right? If, if Attaboy <laughs> could open for anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh man, I I can guarantee you you would get a different answer from every mm-hmm. member of the band. Um, and so, man, I could take guesses for the rest of the band. Uh, man, I have a hard time even pinpointing it for myself. Um, I, <laughs> that's so oh, that's incredible. Um, I it wouldn't surprise. I'm going to throw out some that I think the rest of the band would say. Um, I think one artist that Christian, he's our drummer, he would say Tom Petty. Who okay. is, I think his all-time favorite artist of you know of all time. So he would say Tom Petty probably. Um, I would venture to say that maybe the Foo Fighters or mm. Jimmy Eat World would be on that list, which might be kind of crazy. Um, and uh, man, beyond that, like I, I would. I mean, I'm already speaking for the rest of the band. Um, I will say that like when I was younger, I actually did have an opportunity to to open for some of my like bands that I really wanted to open for. Um, I, I got to play with down here one time, um, back with my old band. So like I've had some of those opportunities. And so for me now, it's actually kind of hard to think about who I would, who I would go for. I will say personally, I'd probably really like opening for the band need to breathe. Um, cause they're one of my, one of my favorites too currently. So, um, yeah, so those are some, uh, and I'm sure there's more on that list that I've <laughs> Oh, sure. It's, it's one of those lists that really never ends. Uh, let me ask you this. So so live music and, and, and the energy you guys play with especially could really aid this question well. Uh, live music is tons mm-hmm. of fun. There's nothing like it. But there's always goofy things that happen along the way. Do you, Ryan Payne, yeah. have a most embarrassing onstage moment? Well, I'll say this. I, I have been embarrassed probably the most just by forgetting words to my own song, <laughs> um, which is really, really embarrassing. Um, but in the realm of like, uh, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I'm also kind of proud of it. Slash, hey, this was crazy. Uh, I've like, we, we had a piano shell with us on stage for a while that was like a glorified piano stand or a keyboard stand. Um, but like, I really liked jumping off the top of that, like at the end of the show. Uh, and there was one time specifically where I jumped off and the ceiling was kind of low. So I had to kind of contort my body. So I didn't hit my head on anything, but in doing that, I threw myself off. So I like the, it's supposed to be like the last moment of the concert. Uh, and I landed and fell right on my back and just stayed on my back for the rest of the show. Um, because I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, but I remember another time too, where I was, uh, I was like, okay, on the count of three, when I say go, everybody is going to go crazy. I don't care if you jump in or clapping or yelling or sprint, whatever. you got to do something, right? 
And so in keeping with the spirit of what I wanted the audience to do, I was going to do the same thing, but I was playing keyboard. Uh, and so I, I said, one, two, three, and I reared my head back to kind of do like a head bang oh, no. at the keyboard. And at the same time, uh, my microphone that was on a boom stand swiveled back toward me and I <laughs> like slammed my eye against the microphone um, hard enough that I had the imprint of the grill of the microphone on my eye. Um, and, uh, I was, I kind of look back fondly on that as like, okay, like I was going for it and that was really fun, but it did hurt. So there's that. Um, but, <laughs> so that, that's one, um, I'll say for Christian, uh, Jeff has a great story and you can even find this on YouTube. Jeff went to launch himself, like run up, uh, to a wall in a church one time and like, uh, you know, jump up on the wall and like kick off the wall. Uh, like just an epic jump as like the first hit of the show. Uh, and when he did, rather than, you know, kick and launch off the wall, his leg went knee deep into the <laughs> drywall and he ended up on his back, just fall, just fell down because he was stuck. Uh, but he kept playing, uh, finished playing to get his leg out and then stood up and the whole band was just going, just dying laughing uh, because it all, you know, was happening there. Uh, Christian, there's video evidence of Christian ending a concert usually a standing playing his drums, just going nuts. And his, his drum throne broke when he sat down and he ended up just falling off the drum riser. Um, and, uh, and so that one was super fun. So we, we look back on those videos and still laugh uh, and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy those things. Oh, I love it. Again, he's Ryan Payne of the band Attaboy. It's, it's funny you talk about forgetting lyrics and stuff. And when I was playing a long time ago, I, I was the same way. I'd write these songs. I can't remember lyrics to save my life. And, and so I was a keys player. And so I was kind of center stage keys and me. And, and it was always new. The band knew and I forgot the words. And so I I would just look at my lead <laughs> guitar player to my kind of front left. And he would just mouth me the words. And I was just, and every once in a while I wouldn't be able to read his lips though. And so I'd be like, I need you yep. to do it again, man. I need you. A little wider this time. A little bit wider this time. Oh man. Oh man. yeah. I man, I have been there. <laughs> oh, it's it's awful. It's awful. But it is what it is. It is what it is. He's Ryan Payne from yeah. Attaboy. Ryan, you've been a ton of fun today. Uh just a great interview. I want to wrap things up with a little bit of rapid fire. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. What's the last Halloween costume you wore? Uh it was a onesie. Uh, cat costume, like kind of a lion cat, had a hood that was the cat face. That that was it. Do you snore? Um, I claim that I don't. My wife says that I do, <laughs> uh, but I say that I breathe heavily, which there's a difference. Um, and I also say that I stayed up all night one time to find out. That's right. That's uh, right. But uh, but I don't think I legit snore. But I definitely breathe loud enough that my wife can't sleep sometimes. That's fair enough. Favorite junk food. Favorite junk food? Mm -hmm. mm. I, I'm I'm a sucker for candy. Uh, I like I like ice cream, um, but uh, but if I'm just kind of like munching, my go-to currently are these pretzel crisps from Aldi. They're real thin pretzels. Oh yeah. Um, but they have a great ratio. Yeah, they got a great ratio of salt to pretzel, and uh, and they're they're just enjoyable to munch on. There's the endorsement. Endorsement. Great ratio to salt and pretzel. All right, that's fair. That's fair. What's the favorite place you've ever visited? 
Um, okay. Personally, favorite place I've ever visited was an island in the South Pacific called Lifu. Uh, that's one of them anyway. I'm a sucker for tropical islands. Uh, I got to go there when I was uh, working a job before I was in this band. I was, in, I was working on a cruise ship, so I got to see these islands. Uh, but Lifu uh, was like, for me, my childhood dream because uh, I love Swiss Family Robinson, all that stuff. I, w- I got off on this island. I went on a bike ride. And I was with a couple of friends. We found like a hidden cove with a private tiny beach that went into a cave. Like it was just awesome. Wow. And uh, I would love to go back there. So that's the island of Lifu. Yep. So Lifu, it's in, the, it's in New Caledonia or Vanuatu. It's kind of two different groups of islands in the same little area. Right. Um, but yeah, it's called Lifu. I'll Google this. Batman or Superman? Mm, Batman. Why? I'm a... Uh, I, I, I think I'm a sucker for Batman's, this is weird to say, but Batman's more real life element. Right. Like he's just a human. He's, <laughs> he's got to be really good at his thing. Superman, I know he's vulnerable, kryptonite and all that stuff, but like it seems too easy for, for Superman to me. And I just like that Batman is kind of ingenious. He's, you know, he's wealthy. He's got all the gadgets and he's got to like, you know, action and smart his way out of things uh, as opposed to just, you know, you can shoot me because I'm bulletproof. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's something you hate that everyone else loves? Uh, I hate avocados. Okay. Um, the, and apparently everybody loves those. <laughs> but uh, to me, just being real, avocado, whenever you take the, the guts out of an avocado, it just reminds me of the contents of a baby's diaper. Uh, and so I'm a texture eater, and that just is not helpful to me at all. So, uh, yeah, I'd say avocado. If you, now, you went to school to be a teacher. If you had to teach any subject in school, yep. what would it be? Phys ed. All right. All right. Or I, I, went to school, <laughs> I went to school to be a history teacher, social studies. Uh, I, I mean, I like those subjects, but I substitute taught, like, all the subject, subjects. And I loved doing phys ed because I would jump in and play whatever sport was happening. I'd play along because I would be bored otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that or... I would like to invent the class in high school that would be called like Life 101, uh, and it would be kind of a health class meets the, all the things you need to know to be an adult, um, which, you know, hey, how to change a tire on a car, how to balance a checkbook, proper etiquette when you're at a, when you're at a dining establishment, how, how, to, how to properly budget. I don't know. All those things I would love to teach a class where, where I'm helping people understand those kind of things. Boy, do we need that class. I need that class. What did, what was your favorite phys ed game when you substitute taught? Oh, man. I My favorite when I was in school was floor hockey. Uh, I don't know if I ever got to substitute teach with that, but it would probably be that. Other than that, I, I really liked uh, – I liked doing kickball. That was a fun sport mm-hmm. to, to play. I, I liked um, – oh, man. when if I If they were doing maybe like – uh, badminton, that's a fun one, too. I don't know if I ever got to do that in as a sub, though. Uh, but, but yeah, I would say probably kickball is a really fun one. Any any game with a ball, I, with... I enjoyed playing along. <laughs> do you sing in the shower? Not a lot. I, I'll confess, though, my wife, uh, she's amazing. She puts up with me, which is awesome. But when I'm at my house, I sing a lot, but somehow I gain a lot of pleasure from just singing horribly uh, and so she has to put up with me singing terribly uh wherever i'm at i like make up words to songs i make up songs 
I sing real songs that are that I just sing poorly on purpose. Uh, I don't know why, but somehow I just enjoy singing horribly. So my wife, unfortunately, hears me sing badly more than she hears me sing well. Love it. Last one. You're in the circus. <laughs> Would you rather be the person with their head inside the lion's mouth or get shot out of the cannon? Mm. You know, I think I'd rather get shot out of the cannon. Uh, <laughs> as long as there's a net on the other end or a lake or something, I, I think that'd be fun. He's Ryan Payne of the band Attaboy. Ryan, you've been a ton of fun today, man. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Oh, man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. We'll catch you down the line. All right, sounds good. You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, produced by Grayson Rucker. You can reach the show at behindthetunes at gmail.com. A special thanks to our sponsors, Visible Music College and Madison Line Records. Be sure to tune in next time as we explore the stories behind the tunes with more of your favorite artists.